Hi everyone, it's Adam from Atomic Heart. I'm speaking to you from my studio on the third floor of Meiho House, a cozy heritage building in the community of Shekip Mei in Hong Kong. This is episode 48. Atomic Heart is a sporadic monologue where I ramble and confess my struggles as a writer. I also use this platform to read you a bit of prose and poetry. I think,、um, if anyone's listening at all, that this program is best、um, enjoyed at night, at the end of the day, when you're in a state of having nothing else to do but go to bed. But if you're catching this on a train in the middle of the day, that's okay too. You can still listen to it till the end. I'm feeling pretty anxious. I'm speaking to you ahead of the trial market event, which is taking place tomorrow afternoon. I'll put another link to that on the show notes so that if、uh, you happen to be living in Hong Kong, you can come and check it out. I'll be selling my new book. My latest book is called Stars with Evil Eyes. A few copies of the book that I published last month, Anxious Headlights and Parallelograms, will also be available at the event. I also think the timing of the event is special in the sense that we are approaching the final weekend before Mid Autumn Festival, which evokes the image of the moon and circles and the coming together of people. The anxiety, of course, comes from having to present myself and my writing in public. Yes, there is an excitement to it. But I still find myself asking why I'm doing this. Yes, even now.、Um, I don't know why.、Um, I don't know why I put myself in these public events to sell my books.、Um, I don't know why. I may never know.、Um, I probably don't need to know. And I guess all I need to know is I want to. And for now, I think that's good enough. In this episode, I want to talk about that voice of judgment inside the head of an artist. How do you tune that voice? How do you tune that voice in such a way that works for you rather than against you? It's an important voice. And it shouldn't be shut off completely. If you're an ambitious artist, then it's normal to have a voice within you that evaluates your own work. You just don't want that voice to be crippling. 
and this is something that I'm still trying to work out of. I have been crippled by perfectionism for the longest time, and I find that I'm slowly breaking free of this perfectionism simply by letting go of my writing, simply by having my stuff published, and just letting it go even when the piece could still be better. There will always be ways to do something better. I've recently started telling myself. I mean, rewriting a story for the forty-fourth time will make it better, I suppose. But if I keep rewriting, I just wonder if the editing process will ever end. So yeah, publishing, for me, is actually a way of letting go and coming to terms with having stuff sitting on my table at a book fair, stuff that is not perfect, but they do capture a genuine moment of where I'm at, and learning to say that to myself, I think, is a positive step forward. So again, the question I'm throwing out there is this: as an artist, or as a person with ambition, for that matter, how do you live with that voice of judgment in your head? How do you communicate with this voice, and how do you take on the world with this voice next to you as a psychic on this hero's journey? And I think I'll leave it at that. It's a bit annoying because I think there is some construction going on outside as I'm speaking to you, but I hope、um, the audio、uh, is okay and that、uh, you're still able to、uh, enjoy this for what it's worth. Anyways, I decided to touch on the topic of self-judgment because recently I was conversing with a fellow writer about this point. I haven't met this writer in person. But we connected through an online sharing, and、uh, the publication of an arts and literary journal. And I want to say to this fellow writer that I'm very thankful to have experienced our recent dialogue over our struggles in finding our own writing voices. And you know what? I think part of the motivation for this Atomic Heart podcast is to. Excavate these potential connections. I mean, here I am, sort of being truthful and confessional, and throwing my thoughts out there,、uh, hoping—well, not hoping, but just to give a chance for these thoughts to perhaps connect with people out there with dreams and sort of. Um, aspiring to get to places,、um, yeah. Kind of lost my train of thought there, but I hope you know what I mean. Yeah, just hoping for some connection,、uh, hoping to、um, be as authentic as possible, so that、uh, we may be able to connect on meaningful levels. Let's get to the reading now. Allow me to once again read something that I've written. I'm actually gonna read from my latest book, 
It's a piece of fiction. The title is Stars with Evil Eyes. And I will read an excerpt from chapter 5, which touches on the meaning of the title. So here it goes. The following is an excerpt from chapter 5 of Stars with Evil Eyes. No one has to know about tonight, Viv decides while catching her breath at the end of another dramatic, solitary night out. No one has to know that the ghost from last night is the girl in the shop and the car that almost killed me. I'm just going to sit for a bit, have my share of indulgence as a guest of the hotel, and when I'm ready, I'll go up to my room and pick up from where I left off. I heard you almost died. Veronica appears in a beige vest with rose gold buttons. She puts down a glass of ice black coffee and a square slice of chocolate cake served on a white porcelain plate, blemished only by a tiny speck of cocoa powder. It's good you didn't go to the rink, she says. You could have fallen. And as you put your hands on the ice to push yourself up, you could have gotten slashed in the wrist by a rusted blade. I've seen it happen to people, usually to those who go alone. Then there's blood all over the ice, but no one sees it, not with the music blasting and the presence of a partner demanding so much attention. The pain stays, though, doesn't it? Even after the blood dries and... Can you stop? Veronica complies. Her eyes are fixed on the vase placed in the center of the table, reenacting a state of zoning out that Viv herself is prone to enter whenever she struggles to come up with a sentence that captures the thing she wants to say and ends up saying the first thing that comes to mind. Why do you hate me so much? Viv takes it as a reminder to breathe. She tells herself it's okay to be as small as a dot and to ignore the stars with evil eyes looking down on her from the other side of the glass roof. A woman in a black gown enters the elevator from the top floor. She checks her appearance on the closed, reflective doors while descending and disappearing behind the television screen. Another silent talk show is on. With her eyes closed, Viv imagines being hoisted, slowly, in an elevator with controllable speed. Amidst an ocean of tables, she spots the one where a young woman, leaning back on her chair, appears to be sweating and gasping for air. She's being caressed on the forehead by a sisterly presence. Have some cake, Veronica seems to be saying, her nails hovering above the woman's eyes and closing in on the face. Nothing's permanent. You'll be fine. 
two, one. Hey everybody, this is Paul Gilberts. Hi, this is Pat Torpy. Hello, this is Eric Martin. My name is Billy Sheehan and we are Mr. Mr. Big. Big. You're listening to us right here on Atomic Heart. So that's all the time we have for episode 48 of Atomic Heart. I hope you enjoyed the program and that the construction noise outside wasn't too distracting. If there was anything in this episode that resonated with you, you are more than welcome to respond by sending me an email. I suppose that's the best way. My address is adam, A-T-O-M, at atomicheart.fm. Again, I was rambling earlier about the artist's internal voice of judgment. How do you live with that voice? How do you communicate with that judgmental voice in a way that allows you uh, to do what you do? How do you make that voice serve you as you march slowly towards your goal? Anyways, Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, remember to keep it real and stay true to yourself. Bye now.